my name is Ashley and welcome back to this is the end of the world as we know it podcast. Someone texted me the other day and they asked me how Rona season was treating me. So uh, I guess it's Rona season. That kind of makes you want to punch them, but it's fine. Welcome. Today, my guest will be Emily Badgley. Emily and I met when uh, we worked together. Emily was an intern and I was a receptionist and we became fast friends and she's one of the funniest people I know. Um, We are pretty hilarious together. Welcome, Emily motherfucking Badgley. It's about Corona, the virus. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, how are you? I am thriving. (laughs) So wait, give me like a little bit of like... When did you start this? And also, how's it going? Do you like making it? Um, yeah, I really am enjoying it. I started it on Monday. I did. I mean, my dad, my first guest, I just called him and I was like, hey, I'm doing a podcast and you're on it right now. <laughs> and everyone was like, uh. Yeah. What? Exactly. <laughs> OMG, I'm freaking out. Don't tell anyone because public health just called me back and told me there's a new symptom of corona that he discovered. <laughs> he just discovered. They immediately recognized it in me when I got tested because it's like being really like sexy and having a fat juicy ass with an amazing personality says it's the five times you think might be infected and I think that's still the best thing I've ever seen all since the coronavirus started oh it's incredible I, I love it I'm trying to figure out what to call your episode it has to be something about like introverts and extroverts wow we're talking about the fact that I'm miserable working from home <laughs> <laughs> just miserable I'm just like thinking about uh, just our friendship in general and how like you have always been the extrovert and I've always been the introvert, like how you've actually literally come to my house to get me, to get me out of the yeah. house. Oh yeah. No, that's such a good point of, and it's never like, Hey, I've never gotten a text from you being like, Hey, it's time to go out. It's always like either manically you're like, where are you? Let's hang out. Or it's like, I haven't left my house, uh, my apartment in like three days. Can we do something? And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you're really forced to, um, get your your inner Ashley right now yeah it's hard I, I don't know I don't know I don't think it's me I like I really like being around busy environments and it's just definitely being I don't know it's just like definitely a wide really really opening my eyes up to the fact that I hate being alone <laughs> or at least being in quiet space yeah it's it's actually bad I've honestly come to the same conclusion that like there, I get to a point where I do need people. I can only yeah, handle you're, it. You're just more dire. You're feeling a way more dire situation. It's never like, hey, let's just casually hang out. You're like, if I don't see another person, it's like tomorrow I will kill myself. Like, <laughs> there's nothing in between. I mean, you know me. I, I either like don't give a fuck and I'm completely aloof and alone or I'm like dying. There's, <laughs> there's literally no middle ground. Yeah. Oh God, why would there ever be, ever be a middle ground? Like that would, that would imply that there's some sort of Balance? Uh, yeah, balance is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't have that. It's tough, though. I think it's really tough to also accept the fact that I think a lot more people are ambiverts than anything. Like, I think the extreme of, like, the introvert and extrovert is, like, yeah, yeah, but also with the people who kind of like people but kind of also don't mind being alone. Yeah. And I feel like any extreme, and especially right now with, like, the quarantine and the 
you know, don't leave your apartment. It's just really, it really brings awake this idea of like, oh, we kind of do need each other. Oh. And we kind of, like little, and just little interactions, like the coffee shop and someone saying hi. Or, you know, giving someone at work like a high five. Like those little things that you're like, oh, I just need that. I totally agree. Like even like when I go to the grocery store or like CVS to pick up something, like just smiling at the cashier, like <laughs> it makes my day. Yeah. Also, that could be my new husband. Like, I don't know. Like... <sighs> We can, love that. We should fall in love anywhere. <laughs> Meeting people organically in 2020, I mean, is it going <laughs> to happen? <laughs> Not by the looks of it, which is terrifying, but also dating is, like, out of the question right now. And I think that's also really funny, too, because, like, I I haven't touched a dating app in a while, but I don't see myself hopping on anytime soon. <laughs> I honestly, like, haven't really been on them, and I, like, tried it for a hot second, and I just kept saying things like, how's corona treating you? And then I felt like I was, like, <laughs> implying that everyone had corona, and I was like, I should just quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> This is there's not nothing it. to say or do. It's like this. There's just. What are we gonna do? Just I, I keep seeing that meme where it's like, you know, the people that are gonna struggle the most during this time are you know men on dating apps because they they now have to court women. They have to get into these conversations for longer periods of time. You know, write me a poem type things, and it's very true, right? Yeah, and like, they actually have to be interesting. Time. Yeah, you actually have a personality. I'm exhausted. I've... Oh, because I, I got bored yesterday, and I was like, fuck, it's day five, and I'm going to fucking blow my brains out. <laughs> like, this isn't good. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, I've seen everything, and then people are trying to, like, do new stuff. Actually, last night, um, after they announced the Safer at Home Act, I tried to watch Tom Papa's new Netflix stand-up special, and I had to take Ativan. It made me so anxious. It was like, you're you're all doing great. And then it basically like compared <laughs> us all to like being crazy. And it was like, you know, we all like have these mental conversations in our head. Like we're always truly alone because we're looking for our keys. We're looking for a wallet. We have this conversation. And the only thing that makes us different from like the crazy people we see on the streets is they are screaming it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh yep. my God. The funniest thing is like, is that like it's been so hard to get a hold of people but I'm like thinking in my head like I know everyone is at home and then today I was like just recording random stuff for the podcast and I was like you know maybe like the reason nobody's answering me is because it's all like a what's the word um illusion. yeah and no one's actually <laughs> alive and I'm the last person on earth doesn't it feel like this whole thing is like not really happening um it goes from being like ha, 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 this is all so like surreal and fake and you know wow like this is so weird to like these moments where it gets so real and scary that it oh I I just I feel like I get flattened honestly it's like these really weird moments of it being so not real and like verging on a science fiction novel meets post-apocalyptic story meets comedy and then it flips really carefully to like this like hyper realistic like oh shit like this is really happening right now and like I don't know what to do and it's definitely it's definitely been really strange um because I left entertainment uh like seven months ago now wow. in the sense that like my day job isn't entertainment anymore like I work in a tech company mm-hmm. and talking to people who are in entertainment they're just completely sol in terms of like gig workers right like people who work on productions and yeah freelance productions being shut- yeah freelancers right and 
I freelance, I freelance, you know, weekends and nights still, but that is supplementary to my main income. And I just, I don't know. I just, I, I feel very, I feel really bad for a lot of my friends, but also I'm really grateful that it, everything's kind of working out for myself, which is selfish, but also I'm just really like fortunate right now. And I'm really grateful for that. So I'm being mindful of that as well. That's just different for me than, you know, the average person. Like I'm not super stressed in terms of, like, I'm not the worst case scenario, whereas there's a lot of people who are, and I'm very aware of that, and I feel terrible for I'm them. I'm worst case I'm scenario. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're literally, like, can I swear on this? Yeah. Oh, like, you're just fucked. Like, you're literally, like, this is terrifying. Like, if you, like, I don't know, I don't know what to say. Like, there's just, like, it's super, like, hard, and, like, you'll make it through, obviously, because you're resilient, and you're, like, one of the strongest people I know, but, like... I refuse to get taken down. When things try and take me down, <laughs> I'm like, really, bitch? I've seen shit. <laughs> and you're going to probably create something, like... I don't know, I see you making it through pretty well and maybe doing some really exciting. It's just, it's crazy. It is really crazy, everything that's happening with this. And it's also weird watching, like, science fiction. Like, last night I watched this really obscure animated movie called Rock and Roll, which is a Canadian film. Also, fun fact, it cost $8 million to make it in 1983, and it grossed back $30,000. So, like, if you ever feel bad about yourself... Remember, nice. that is a film that made, that cost $8 million, had 300 animators working on it for three years, made back $30,000. Oh, God, that's <laughs> awful. They didn't even break insane. even. Break even? That's like a full-blown loss. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a full-blown like, loss. A colossal loss. Like, and what's crazy about it, too, is that, like, it's amazing. It was an amazing short film. It's like Akira taking place in America about the music industry. It was awesome. It was a really fun, it was a really fun movie, but it was also post-apocalyptic and, like, watching how people interact and, like, seeing these, like, half-humans, half-animals, like, essentially, like, do really weird things out of fear and, then, you know, going to, like, a Ralph's and seeing people do really weird things in the store because they're scared. You're like, oh, God, we're not too far off from these things. Like, I get why these were made. Oh, absolutely. And I think, like, the only thing that's keeping me going is watching this, and I always, always tell everybody, because when I was 12, I got sent away to wilderness, that, like, you know, if there's a zombie apocalypse, stick with me. Like, I'll fucking survive. Granted, this is a lot different, and but I still feel like I will survive because I haven't really given myself the option to not oh you are like single-handedly one of the most resilient people and I think you could do an entire episode I'm actually gonna I'm gonna plug it now tune in in a few weeks where Ashley breaks down her wilderness experience Ashley and I will (laughs) break down the most wild experience I've ever heard yeah me celebrating my 13th birthday in the woods (laughs) against my own will <laughs> so dark. So it's fine. Funny, I'm fine. It's fine. We're all fine, right? I think being a creative in this time is, you know, definitely a great opportunity for you to make content. And I think we actually talked about this a while ago, where it's like being a creative is essentially taking shit and turning it into gold. And I yes. think that's the only thing to do at this point. <laughs> like that's it. That's it. That's the only thing to do. I'm like, you got to take this garbage situation, compact it, and turn it into gold in some way. And that's, I think this is, I think the podcast is a great way to go through it. Thank you. It's so funny because I was, you know, my brother's girlfriend is a nurse and I just like randomly thought of her yesterday and I texted her and I was like, you know, are you okay? Like, are you working with anybody like on Corona? And she's like, yeah, actually I'm on the Corona floor of my hospital. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, and she's like, but I feel safe. Like I feel fine. It's contained here. And I know exactly what I'm dealing with. She's like, it's scarier out in the world. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. 
And then she was like, but you should totally write a script about this. And I was like, ha. Huh. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse you? I mean, I hear you, but also, yikes. It's, it's literally because it's a silent killer. Yeah, it is. And it's asymptomatic. and It's like HPV in men. It's like, boo. Like, you had no idea. But I think it brings a really good point of, like, you know, you, you're just because you are healthy, you have no idea the impact you're leaving around the people that are surrounding you. And even if, even if someone thinks they're super healthy, they can be knocked out real quick with anything, right? Like, you just got to be careful. Oh, yeah. I'm curious to see how this is going to affect long-term, like, hypochondriacs and, like, people who are already, like, worried. Have you met me? Like, I don't, <laughs> I, well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, how are you going to do after they, like, are you ever going to go back to your normal hypochondriac state, or is it just going to be heightened? I've gotten, like, lazier. I mean, I'm, I guess because I know I'm, like, safe in my own place, but, like, I'm somebody that constantly has to wash their face, constantly has to wash their hands. Like, I won't touch my face unless my hands are washed, like... And I, even when I'm like in between my beauty routine, if I brush my teeth, I'm not touching my face again until my hands are washed because I'm psycho, but... uh yeah, I've gotten a lot more lax on it recently. I don't... It's like you're not leaving your apartment? Yeah. I And, like, I don't know. I see other people, like, when they get packages, they're, like, getting on gloves and, like, wearing a mask, and then they're sanitizing their scissors. And I'm like, I don't really know if I have time for all of that. <laughs> Nor do I have the materials. <laughs> I do not have the facilities for that. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Also, I... I, like, I realize that I am such a touchy-feely person unintentionally sometimes. Like, and this is because I work, like, when I when I do photo shoots and stuff. Like, I'm always, I'm, wow, okay, I'm not, like, a touchy-gross-feely, but, like... I'm like, you're like, not touchy. Up, One time I gave you a hug and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I just, I noticed that, like, I can greet people with a hug sometimes, and recently you can't do that. So I'm like, oh, my God, like... <laughs> I miss hugging people, hello. But very, like, but only with, like, like very dramatic. Like, when you walk on set, you're like, hello, darling. <laughs> you, like, keep going. Like, yeah. That's what it feels like. It's yeah. Cr- it's crazy because it's, like, you're not trying to be impolite to people, but you're like, hey, sorry, like, I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, sorry, you're, everything's weird right now. Yeah, you, like, people are like, I'm clean. You're like, are you? And they're like, what? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you don't know. No one knows. There's no test. And you're like, yeah, there's a shortage of tests, so we can't really go get tested and then hug. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that's, like, the hard part, too. It's, like, at least with, like, FDs and FDIs, like, I'm like, I just got tested yesterday. Let's do this. It's really bad. And I I feel scared how they're like, oh, in the next eight weeks, like, 65%, I don't quote me on this, or, like, whatever statistic they said, which is, like, a lot of people in L.A. will be infected. And I'm like, what the fuck? Neat. No, it's super scary. It's super intense. And I think also living in a in a time where there's just constant media and constant... Oh, like, I deleted so much you. shit. Oh, you have to. I just stopped. I just started watching old movies again. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, there's... Where they use flip phones? And you're like, oh, you lucky motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> you're so lucky. Like, you're so lucky. Like, how lucky that would have been to have a flip phone during this time period. <laughs> I know. They only read the newspapers. And that means they have to do all their research before they release it. Like, there's news articles being released, and it's like, they said, this is even founded in reality. It's just, like, speculation. I hate so, fake news. Think? It's never been a good thing. Now when there's, like, a deadly virus going around and people are are using it to prey on other people, like, fuck you. Oh, Amen. Amen. It's so horrible. It's so sad, too. You're right. That is a very predatory thing right now where people are just getting swept up in, like you said, fake news because the clicks, 
equate to advertising dollars and no that's that's where it's at you're like oh god <laughs> this is dark Spooky. Well, if they keep giving out fake news, they can get all the clicks they want, but everything's going to get even more shut down because of them. So why don't they think long-term? Has America ever thought long-term? I Has mean... this country ever been found out anything other than short-term wins and, like, the quickest way to success is, like... A short, quick line. Like, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> the quickest way to success is having everything done yesterday. <laughs> that is literally how, like, the majority of companies that I worked at before this company has been. Oh, it's They're like, it's everything should be done yesterday. Do you sleep? You should sleep. Kill your body. Work hard now. Burn you out. You know, maybe, I don't know. They're like, mental health? What's that? Come on, keep going. Never heard of it. Never heard of her. <laughs> They're like, you want to cry? There's a room over there. You have five minutes and then get your butt back out here. <laughs> Go into that room and cry. That's so funny. Accurate too. Even my dad knows that at my old job, they had a crying room. I would call him and he'd be like, are you in the crying room? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) It's fine. It's a masochistic industry. It really is. It's also just like exhausting. And it's weird leaving it and going into tech. And tech adjacent to entertainment to some extent who work in like the personal care industry. But it's very fascinating like seeing what's normal in entertainment and what's not normal in any other job, which is like the other day uh, my boss like did yell at me and I looked at him and I was like, Oh, I thought you were gonna yell at me. He's like, Why would I yell at you? And I'm like, I'm just so used to it by now. Oh god. And he's like, yeah. That's so upsetting and I was like, Yeah, you're right, but also like can you yell at me, actually? I feel like I feel safer then. <laughs> it makes me feel like you care. <laughs> it's, it's, I go in between with all of, like, my bosses. Like, I've been really, like, I've had, really, like, a really, really bad boss who just, like, I, like, it was toxic. But then any, every other boss I've had, even in entertainment, they haven't yelled at me unless I'm, like, crying and they're like, you can do it. We believe in you. That's the kind of yelling that I need. As soon as they start, like, telling me that I'm incompetent I'm like literally at fuck you and then I like want to walk out and be like I'll show you incompetent I'll just stop fucking working (laughs) it's so crazy because like I keep thinking about like I keep thinking about that that right there where it's like there's there's not actually that many people in entertainment that are that mean but the ones that are are very very mean Oh, and it, has, and it has nothing to do, what I've learned is, like, when I've been treated that way by a boss, it has nothing to do with me. And I know that I'm an extremely competent worker. It's literally, like, I didn't realize before that I show everything off in my face, apparently. And it's like, you oh, know, when I have bosses that I like, which I've had a lot of bosses that I love, but when I have a boss that I don't like, it's I or because they're not a nice person, it's so hard for me to pretend to like them and so I know that they're getting that upset with me because they watch me give attention to my old bosses in a certain way and I can't I refuse to give them attention that way because I think they're a shitty human being I don't think that's fair like I feel like what people don't understand is like if you're nice to people you'll get nicer things yes that's just how it is like the other day like my I like I was running late to go into work and my boss was like I called text and I was like hey I'm running late he's like yeah no worries take your time like you're totally fine and I'm literally went out of my way, picked up a coffee for him that he didn't ask for, just to bring it in for him, just to be like, I really appreciate how nice you were. Like, thank you, here's a gift. Like, that is how humans interact with each other. And I think sometimes that high-power executives forget that if you're just just a nice person, not even nice, just light, not nice, polite, you're like, hey, like, you're right. Like, you're never late. You, you There's no real reason why you need to be in at nine anyways so you don't have a meeting. Don't worry about it. Just take your time. And having a boss that does that, they will 
like that's that's it. That that you'll just get that you'll get a coffee, you'll get everything you've ever wanted and more, and you'll have a really competent employee that's gonna stick with you till the end of time, right? Like I never want to leave my boss now. Like I literally love my boss so much. I tell him that every day, and I like this whole quarantine. I'm like I just I miss being in the office with him. Like he's like such a kind soul, and like I just love like seeing his thought process and working beside him. And like it's just been really tough. And like I I'm so lucky to feel that way about my boss right now, right? And that's like a nice new feeling that yes. I've never experienced before. Yes, I experienced that when I was in finance. But you know, I my most recent boss, who I I still love him. I will even name him on here and give him a shout out. Hi, Tom. But <laughs> I loved him so much because he wasn't mean to me. One time, he did make a joke about me being an Amazon delivery person, and I got really fucking mad at him. But other than that, I would bring him his lunch every Friday. Like, and I just like love him, and I still do. And we like I still talk to him, and. That, it's still like those people that like are just like I want you to do well I can still appreciate those people because they're not being mean yeah exactly exactly I think it's just like the, it's that malicious element right like if you're going off on me to like make yourself feel better or like you to, need therapy go yeah like stop it you need help like stop it like knock it off I wish that there was a way for the coronavirus to attack the meanies of the world. So the meanies have to be, like, really by themselves. So they have to really think about their actions. But I also know that, like, solitary climate doesn't do anything. So, like, they need to be, like, like filled with blood and stuff. But it'd be just really nice. If, like, well, the meanies just... are narcissists. Like, they don't have That's compassion true. for other people. So hard. I so wonder hard. how the corona will affect the narcissists of the world. Because right now, there's your new reality TV show. Yeah, because it's like how, like, in a world where you are able to throw a temper tantrum to make everything about you, like, how, what are you doing right now when everything cannot be about you? It literally can't because, like, people are dying because, you know, there's a pandemic. So, how does that affect your sense of self as an artist? That's so fascinating. Yeah. yeah, what do you do with yourself? Like, literally, what do you do yourself? I'm sure, like, whoever has to live with them is living in a fucking world, like, of just hell. That's why they invented Xanax, my friend. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> I mean, does it, like, what if you can't escape that person? I don't know. I always get, I, you know what, that's where I actually take back my comment that I said earlier about being an extrovert. I'd rather be alone than with someone I don't like. I oh, think that's yeah. The, I, that's, I think that's the big separating factor of, like, I, I would, I couldn't. Exactly, and I can only handle certain people for so long. Even people that I'm, like, really close with and that I... I do like love if I've spent too much time with them and they are just hitting like a weird nerve on me I will literally be like leave me the fuck alone like I I need you to not be in my space you've always been really good at setting boundaries with people that's what I've always noticed about you it's like you're always been very clear about what you like and what you dislike at all stages like all the time I feel like people don't like that about me because sometimes like I'll be very clear about it but then I'll want the, like there not to be a boundary and then people will want the boundary and then I'm like but I don't want it and normally I do and don't you see that I'm making an exception for you right now <laughs> so are you talking about your dating life now or is I mean like yeah definitely you literally actually attempting to date in LA oh god it's monsters they're fuck I literally started your intro talking about one of the monsters he texted me the other day and he was like how's Rona season treating you and I was like oh. ew yeah <laughs> Can we just set a rule that every fuckboy in the world has called it the Rona season? And you're like, ew, 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 ew. Like, just call it, like, ew, stop. Just call like, it just what stop. it's called, Corona. It's Corona. Like, the, the Rona is, like, just makes my skin crawl. 
Because I also, like, the only people who reached out to me say that are people who are like, you know, like, do you want to be alone tonight? You're like, yes, actually, I would like to be alone for from you forever. Like, don't talk to me. But it's also, like, trying to have a personality, which, like, is challenging for some people. I've learned. <laughs> I keep banging my head against this wall, and it feels good when I stop, but I still bang my head against this wall. And you know what? I'm already going to go crazy because I'm being forced to due to corona. Stop calling it Rona. Fuck yourself. <laughs> You're like, I got it off my chest. I mean, I think dating in LA is, like, definitely, like, don't get me wrong, like, definitely been beaten to death with a horse, like, when it, wait, no. Let me try again. No, no, like, dating in LA has been talked about it's like beating a dead horse at this point in terms of how often it's talked about but it is absolutely shocking and like I'm not trying to be dramatic because like it's so funny because I always go back to this but like I you know go on I've been on dates in LA you know I've obviously had my fair share of you know one night stands or like and just just interacting with people and like you know I went to Philadelphia for a weekend and I met so many people who were just so nice like people who genuinely just cared about you and like didn't ask where what you do for a living until like the next day which is like so nice you know what I mean I even Instead experienced of, like, that in New York oh yeah oh yeah LA is uh it's just yucky it, it, it is yucky dating is like a form of networking in LA at the end of the day and like I will stand by that till the day I die I think that's so accurate yeah and I'm I'm totally guilty of it like absolutely 110% because if if I don't think that you have a, like a job that I respect. Don't talk to oh me. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's <laughs> brutal, but also, like, at least you know yourself, you know what I mean? Like, I'm all about, like, you know what? You do you. And, like, I've definitely dated people and ended up getting something really beneficial out of it, but, like, that's also, like, I don't know, like, it's happened, but I've never wanted to. Like, I always feel weird about it. Yeah. But it's also, like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what the right or wrong answer is for that, but it is it is networking, essentially, out here. But, like, now it's even worse because it's corona, so I heard people are FaceTiming to, like, date, which... By the way, this isn't anything new. Before coronavirus started, I would FaceTime with people and I would like because it's a power move to like get some guy that you're talking to that's like let's go on a date and then you FaceTime him like what's up bitch and they're like what why are we doing this (laughs) do you often face I've never FaceTimed a person before I went out on a date with them oh my friend Lauren Manashi I will call her out for this she taught me it's a 110% a power move because it it freaks people out because you're you want to like see them and like half the time when you're texting people like I know I don't look cute someone asked me to FaceTime the other night and I was wearing a face mask and and I was like, I'm going to face master. Like, oh, I don't mind. And I was like, I do. And then I was like, you just give me a second. An hour later, after I'd put on makeup, I was like, hey. And they didn't reply. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's definitely a power move because it makes people be like, oh, no, I need to put on the best version of myself. Like, again, this is, like, all very, like, you're right. And it's just, like, I, I maybe, I don't know. I also think that, like, dating, I guess I took away the gamification of dating recently where, like, I've stopped. And I think this is because I just hang out with a bunch of older people now where they just don't give a shit. Now I'm like, oh, this is way easier than what I was doing before where it's like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm going to be straight up with you. Like, I'm not going to, like, I, I can't I can't do the whole FaceTime thing beforehand. Like, I don't, I don't even think of that. Maybe I'm just, like, not an intellectual dater. I'm just, like, very basic, I guess. I don't know. I never yeah. thought of the whole FaceTime thing. I don't, I also feel like, Emily, like, you're the coolest person ever and everyone I know loves you. And whereas, like, if, if you know me, I'm either, like, like we said, an extremist. Like, I don't care or I'm the most aggressive motherfucker you've ever met. That's valid. That could be your entire, entire episode as well, actually, where it's just all or nothing. And, like, I hate, like, sometimes 
I hate that about myself. And even my dad will be like, you need to be softer. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I only know how to, like, go after something. Like, and also my dad's a salesman. So he always just told me to, like, like always be closing. Power through. Yeah, just, like, go, go, go after it. You know, like, if you want, like, a job or blah, 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 like, go after it. Like, let people know that you want it. And then you can get it, maybe. It doesn't always work, but... You know, it can. It's a thought that counts. Yeah. It's totally the thought that counts. And the transparency of the transaction. Yeah. I think being transparent is, like, the face of that, especially with everything going on right now, too. It's, like, just being, like, 100% real with people is just, like, I feel like if you do that whole, like, skirting around the truth thing, you just end up getting, like, really fucked over. If you, like, skirt around the truth, right? Like, if you kind of, if you beat around the bush and basically, like, never really attack the issue, I think you end up getting more hurt and more upset than anything in the world. Oh, for sure. And then, I mean, or you could just be, like, me and go on first date and spill your entire life story out to them and then when they're like uh you're like what did i do (laughs) can you still tell everyone everything at once no i stopped i've like let a little bit of mystery be a part of me um unless like they open up like a shit ton of baggage to me and i'm like oh my god we can trauma bond right now (laughs) (laughs) we love a good trauma bond that's so funny and then i like fall madly in love with them and they're like i'm not ready yet and i'm like oh this is fucking awkward okay (laughs) this is fucking Oh my god. That's so accurate though. Yeah, but I found like I'm not looking for anything like serious from it. It's just like fun. And so I haven't really spilled any of my like personal things. PT. And so then whenever we talk, it's like we can always have fun. It's never like, well, we we, like talked about blah, 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 and you like know my feelings about blah, 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 blah. Like, nah. Yeah, and that sounds good. That sounds like it's a good thing for right now. Yeah, but it makes me sad because there are people that I trauma bond with that, like, I did have a lot of fun with. And I'm like, why can't we just, like, go back to being silly? Why do you have to be so butthurt about that thing that happened? Meanwhile, like, you are the most sensitive person I've ever met in my <laughs> entire life. Like, am I just projecting at this point? I mean, it's a bit of both, I think, sometimes. But I try to respect it because I kind of get it, too. It's like, I always, I'm like, man, like, I don't know. I get frustrated with people with all the things that I, I do weird in dating. And I'm like, God, why are they doing that? And I'm like, why are they so absent and i'm like i am the queen of being absent oh yeah exactly and it's like we are attracting exactly what we're putting out into the world oh 100 i hate the law of attraction sometimes and then i'm like i like try so hard to like put out the positive things that i want to see and then when someone does kind of give that back to me i'm like what the fuck are you doing oh yeah it's like super super hard so I mean, I'm like, I'll friends on the shit out of you, but that's as far as this is going. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day. How was your run? It was nice. It's, it was, well, okay, let me, let me just, anyway, you know, so I live in Koreatown in LA, obviously, and I went to MacArthur Park, which is like dirty, and it was fun at first, and we did a lap around the smelly pond and it was nice did you go with your like, roommate it was doable yeah it was my roommate and we were running around the pond and it was cool until like there was like a dead seagull and you're like that's kind of gross Let's keep oh. running. it was dead from like something eating it um oh, and then someone fully dropped trow and i was like oh we should leave now like What's i don't want to like drop pants like they just dropped their pants like oh. like fully mooned and i was like oh, i don't want to see this right now but, like and it's because like it's just you're not expecting the nudity like nudity inherently isn't bad but it's just when you're not expecting it, you're like I feel attacked. Like, yeah, like I didn't I ask for so that. Pull your fucking pants off. Remember what I tried that for? Like, fuck, like get out of here. So like, we headed out. I mean, it was a really nice run. It's so funny. It's like we were talking about. It. It's like we're 
fully, I'm fully working out because I'm just bored. Like, I just don't know what else to do right now. You know what I mean? Like, so we have, like, dance parties. Like, my cardio has never been better. Um, I love that. I, like, work out all the time um, <laughs> because, like, what else am I supposed to do? Like, I have so, I have so much pent-up energy and, like, nowhere to go. Like, I realize I dance. I go to dancing all the time because I love dancing. I love going to concerts. And I love seeing, like, live music. And then when you can't do that, like, you got to get your cardio in somehow, I guess. So now we're just running around K-Town just <laughs> trying not to get attacked by seagulls. And people it's really fun, actually. Yeah, like, oh, God, it was just shocking. It's just, like. It's just shocking. It's, like, <laughs> a like, thing now. Like, you can't go in public and you can't just, like, reveal private parts like when nobody asks you to it's, uh, it's unsolicited i you know i didn't stop to inspect it either you saw I was, it like, i literally was like um, um i did a full 180 real quick and oh. i was like that we should go she's like oh you're right and i was like cool um but we, it's been nice it's also nice like you know what i realized is that what i like about the coronavirus so far and being on lockdown not the fact that we have the coronavirus but being on lockdown i do like the feeling of like having to stay home and there's no reason to like you there's no you're not missing out on anything right like no yeah, no FOMO like there's no FOMO for the first time ever like there's no like I'm missing on a cool concert right now like you're like I'm at home and like everyone's at home and it's like wow we're all taking a break together it's like our bedtime's all 11 p.m and I love it like <laughs> that's been awesome so far it feels like so everyone's true. like like everyone take it easy you're like wow fuck yeah <laughs> hey, you know like literally what everyone is doing because it's like they are following something on social media or watching something or you know everyone kind of been sharing it really yeah and like everyone's like we did the, like you know the most FOMO you get is someone's like I made this you're like well I was never gonna go over and eat it with you anyway so did I really miss out no but it looks amazing and then you're like oh, but I can make it at home so that I'm not really missing out anymore and you're like this is so cute like this is such a cute like moment and then like I've been playing like this I've been playing this stupid eight ball game with my sister like non-stop like we just play like little pool games back and forth and she's quarantined too in Toronto right so yeah, like I was gonna ask where your everyone's quarantined is. everywhere right like we're no, all just people being... aren't quarantined in DC my friend Cammy is still working oh my gosh really yeah she told me she's like I still have work and I was like she works in fashion and I was like you need to get a hazmat suit make it fashion if anyone can do it it's you <laughs> make it work Savannah. make it work exactly that sounds super stressful but also super dangerous and I love when people are like we'll take the risk you're like why why are we taking the risk? I know. No, I saw people like post. They're like, any of my, any of uh, my brave followers that want to go work and blah blah blah, like help these like Corona things. Like you can get paid X, Y, and Z amount of money. And I'm just like, is it worth it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How much is your life worth in terms of a paycheck? I don't really know. Like when I think about it on those terms, I'm like, God, this is the craziest thing ever. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. What? fucked up shit is going to come out post-COVID-19 and how much spookier is that going to be? Like, that's what I also keep thinking about because, like, after Hiroshima, after 9-11, like, Hiroshima brought Japan some really good horror cinema. You know, 9-11 caused, like, everything about American cinema afterwards, like, from horror to, like, you know, like, crisis movies that were, like, these big natural disasters that are, like, were metaphors. Yeah, and, like, like, what's going to come post-quarantine, like, post-start quarantine? Like, that's what I'm really fascinated about and seeing what the next wave of creative is going to be. I'm going to sign off by saying, follow me on Instagram at E as in A, M as in Moses, B as in boy, dot, J as in John, P as in Peter, and G as in giraffe, and E, M, B dot JPEG. Follow me on Instagram. Follow and her. And also, so much for having me. This is, a, this is an honor, truly. Of course. Thanks to Emily and thanks to like all of the five people that actually listen to this. If there's more, thank you. Bye.